behind every great design, behind every great collection, there is a narrative. Try to get to know the narrative of that designer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. I'm still your host, Nicole Briggs, and tonight is a special night night just because it's a full moon in Gemini, and it's the last full moon of 2022. But we have an amazing artist tonight. Um, please welcome Jolay's son to You Have to Wear Something. Um, he is a designer. He is a stylist. He is an amazing tailor. And from what I can see from stalking him online, he's an amazing illustrator. Um, just all around creative. And welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Hi, thank you so much. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure I touched on everything. You I did. Have a lot of a lot of time to research you but i just heard you're amazing from our mutual miss rachel cavallo and i am so grateful that she connected us me too i love rachel she's one of my dearest friends and i'm just an artist you know that has a lot of passion <laughs> yes you do have a lot of passion and from what i can tell you're really 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 kind and really um you know me and rachel you know how we are we love our tarot cards and our moons yeah. and our signs and so we dabble in the woo-woo so i'm assuming <laughs> you too a bit yes yeah yeah you're you're on the energetic path as well because we we just basically witches up in here yes and um you know since the folks can't see your beautiful beautiful handsome face um you are a black man is that correct i'm a black man from los angeles born and raised wait not a native because most people are not from here i am also everyone just you know i'm still a black woman you know god no you can't see us but sometimes you can hear the twang in our voices <laughs> um but yes i love to hear from a native because people have a really um bad image and i guess la gets a bad rap for being quote-unquote fake or whatever but i, I definitely have, um, feel like that's the people that come here that's not from here exactly so the yeah. people i've met who are born and raised are actually really warm really kind you know really woo and usually uh creative professionals this is just uh, the best place to be i think you know for what you do i would say like the person that's the most similar vibe to me is janae aiko like uh, i'm not sure i hope i didn't butcher her name but <laughs> i know you know i've heard it both i've heard janae aiko i've heard aiko yeah. um and you know i mean but listen she I is so la so la I, oh I spiritual calm sweet. yeah yeah. Yes, yes. I remember watching this is totally random and I loved going tangents. By the way, you can say whatever you want. You don't have to have a filter. You are not censored. You could cuss. You could say whatever you've always wanted to say that you can't say like on TV. And we'll get to TV in a minute because I did watch you on the hype and it's so weird because I watched you and then I met Rachel and then, you know, that's just how the universe works. Yeah. Uh, but, so you saw me on the hype first? Well, yeah, you were a stranger. I was. I watched oh, wow. it religiously. <laughs> I, you know, I watched it religiously because uh, I was like, okay, finally a show that is not Project Runway, which I think is just Anglo focused. Let's be honest, it's white people and white people judging and white people. Yes. Um, they use our ideas, our culture, our fashion, our style, and so on and so forth. But we're not always the ones judging it, and we're also not always the ones 
you know, awarding the coins. Let's be real. Right. But they they had um what do you call it, Beffy on there who was she was black and they had offset. Oh yes. Oh, no, I'm yeah. saying this was great. That's why I was glued. Oh, that's why you loved it. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, it was like it was it. different. Oh, yeah. it was definitely different. I was like, wait, wait, wait. And, and the coat and the um the host as well. Host, yeah, correct. I didn't think about so, it. I actually really didn't put that together as I was on the show that they were black. It was different. <laughs> different yeah, it different. was different because I was like, listen, this is this is not, you know, Heidi Klum Project Runway. This is this is the hype. This is different. Uh, and so I, I was very excited because I've always dabbled in, you know, blending luxury and um streetwear and I've always loved both. And mm-hmm. now, you know, streetwear. That's my love you know, too. Yeah, and it just like with you know Maggie Rest Virgil and everything, and me being from Chicago. A little bit about me: I'm from Chicago. I have a history and all of the things like photography, um, a little bit of styling. Not I cannot sew or pattern make or none of that shit. So more like putting things together or like personal shopping. I'm more of a closet cleanse girl. I'm not. I can't do what you be doing. Okay, <laughs> you 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 can do the real. Shit I, I don't know how don't know I do how it. To do. Take something from scratch, anything, and make something out of it. I have no idea. It just comes out of me. Yeah, yeah. And I want to get into like where that started. You know, before the the shows, before the celebrities. Like, when did you know? Like, yo, I'm good at my hands. I have a great vision. I'm good at this. Like, who put the mm-hmm. sewing machine in your hand? I'm gonna do like story about scraps. Uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about scraps. scraps. Let's get into scraps. When I was a little kid, because I grew up in a hair salon in Dayton, Ohio, my mom was a hairstylist. Ooh, I used to pick up, like it. I used <laughs> to draw like these little paper dolls and pick up the hair from the cuttings from all from the uh, different clients, and then tape them on top of the dolls and give them hairstyles. And I thought I was going to be a hairstylist. That's where it started. And. I went to some traumatic shit in Ohio that moved me to LA, back out here. I was born in LA, but I moved in Ohio too. And then um, I, I came out here and then I, my grandma was watching me. That's when I got introduced to her. She was a singer and a, um, a flute player. And she before she would go perform where she was babysitting us, she would leave her scraps from the thrift store, cutting, like making the um, outfits fit her body all over the place and I used to pick those up and then I started making things out of them and that I think that sparked the fashion but it's always been some kind of weird way where I was like creating something about beauty my mom said when I was a kid I always would go up to her clients and just rub their legs and it's <laughs> like what is wrong with okay your now <laughs> yeah and I and, it, it was crazy. I didn't realize like what I was doing. Like I, I saw that the women were beautiful. I'm a gay man, but I also just love making beautiful, making women beautiful, and understanding why certain things feel a certain way and look a certain way, and why they were wearing like the aesthetic and the essence of what a beautiful woman was. I was studying it at a young age, and it's worked today because now I work with like the best. Like well, Cardi, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you, she put the battery in your back. It reminds me of the story of, I don't know if you know this painter, uh, Mark Bradford, but he grew up in his mom's salon. And uh. if you look up Mark Bradford's work, um, yeah, originally he just kind of would paint what he saw on the floor. He's an abstract painter. 
and so it kind of reminds me of that so you know I mean look mm. at these black women planting seeds that they're not even like <laughs> seeing what's growing or what they're sowing <laughs> from it literally. right I, and most I, of my I, clients are black women <laughs> wow <laughs> and I love that and I love too like and you know fashion can be um, again back to like the Anglo thing like whatever Europe says is usually the mm. law the rule right yes yes and, and I love basically what online has done it's made it democratic it's made impossible for kind of everyone to shine in your own way like you don't have to have a million followers to have consistent work because your work speaks for you it lives beyond you, you right know? yeah Who's i think people? social media um changed the world a lot because it did used to just come from like europe and um or fashion shows but now it's coming from to people that have great ideas that's making these customs or these artists that are getting a lot of attention it changed a lot and they're all like social media stars because i work with the kardashians too and then each moment is like iconic yeah i i want to get started with that too i want to get into that because before they before you're doing these major 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 folks um the tailoring right Mm -hmm. like are you self-taught did you go to school did you go you know to FIT did you stay here like where does that because that's very difficult I don't think people understand how difficult it is to make patterns to you know do all yes yeah I I went to school at Hamilton out here in Los Angeles where I had a mentor and then during that I had my first celebrity client Fantasia from American Idol when I was 15 and that was a crazy journey that that also sparked what I wanted. So I, I went to college and went straight to fashion school after that. And and how I paid for fashion school, I was the creative director for a clothing line, which was wild. While I was like flying back and forth from school and going to create these clothes so I could pay for my school and I was exhausted. And um, I think it's definitely preparing something that's happening in my life even more, that journey. but. Uh, after college, I got another mentor, and I learned how to to um, sew really well, how to illustrate um, as best as I can. Like that inspires people, and I learned how to build a business from the ground up from this guy named Alakazia. He he taught me a lot about fashion, but is in a weird way, I was also doing styling in between us too. And I wasn't fully fulfilled with styling. And I worked with these uh, loving ghetto-ass bitches from Love and Hip Hop. (laughs) (laughs) We do love them. You know, Cardi was on there, so, you know. She was on there, but she's not going back. No, she's not going back. That is a bridge job. That was a bridge job. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That was closure to me that I didn't want to do styling. And I just wanted to make things. So that's what I went to school for, and I wanted to design. Um... Which was like crazy that that mo- that moment happened, and that brought me to building my first collection, and and my collection didn't do well at all. People loved it though; they were so inspired. I did it in Panama on my oh. birthday, yeah, and I also uh, did an art show. And so, so fifteen, mm-hmm. Fantasia, like. Yeah. 
also how because I remember being 15 and being just there just was no trust even though I had a job and everything like how were you trusted was it like you working alongside your mentor and that's how you got the trust because a lot of people like oh like get this kid out of here you know what I mean like I don't know why she trusted me she's such a sweet lady (laughs) she's so sweet I would never trust me but she she did she um I'm I'm really good at sketching and my sketches say a lot I think my sketches will always help me out throughout my whole entire life it's like I started off making those little paper dolls um so when I when my mother because she does hair that's how she she met me my mom does she's a celebrity hairstylist and she called me and it was so random and she was like I like where you make my birthday dress I heard you're really good um and she trusted the whole process and then I did some sketches for her and went to her studio and she loved the sketches she was so inspired and I heard what she wanted and I took it and put it all together to me it's still the craziest dress I one of the craziest dresses I ever made it's not <laughs> she wore it though wow. <laughs> wow. it was it was it was an experience and to see how it was in the blogs but when I made that um to see how she lit up and then I was able to tailor it on her. She flew me to Atlanta um, and I fixed the dress on her and made it perfect. And to see her get into the car and then make all the press reviews and the blogs and everything was amazing. Like club to club. And I'm like young, sitting in the car most of the time. Sometimes I got in the club, depending on the club, just yeah. to see her have these moments is wild. So what I, what's so beautiful too about your story is you know sometimes when kids are interested in something creative you know sometimes in our community it's just it sounded like your mom she saw what was happening with you she saw the talent she saw the creativity and she you know leaned into it she supported you she did she did yes yeah. and this doesn't always happen you know sometimes they're like want to steer you to like get a real job but be more like this or be more like that and you were just able to blossom freely is it safe to say that uh yes and no because i had a lot of family drama okay <laughs> yeah you had i think she, you had, she had the time she, okay. she did yeah. okay 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 that's cool you know it's so funny you know beyonce uh, also started in her mom's uh, salon too. There seems to be a, a theme here. Oh, I didn't know that. With the black lady hair salon. Oh yeah, so Tina uh, did hair. She had her own salon. And uh, basically, you know, early days, Beyonce and Destiny's, Destiny's Child would perform and then go around and, you know, pass a plate around for, for tips for mm-hmm. money. And, you know, I'm sure it was at the time. Think about it like annoying, but you know, look at them now so yeah and my mom said she used to do their hair destiny childs my mom and she taught she said she played a scene in each of their ear when she did their hair that my son would be working with you someday <laughs> and i worked with um kelly first and then michelle and now beyonce full circle look at that <laughs> yeah wow and then you know i love that she was manifesting that in their ears and i watched a little bit of uh, a live that you did i didn't have a ton of time but i was like i'm about to just 
look at everything I can on this man. Um, but um, you recently had a birthday. Happy belated. And Thank I believe you. a Scorpio, right? Yes. Yes. I'm a yeah. Scorpio. Loves me. Love me some Scorpios. My longest friend, Sadie, she's a Scorpio. Just like what are you? I met in high school and she is a, a art curator. She's musician. Uh-huh. She's again like like you, like a multi hyphenate. So I really, really fuck with that Scorpio energy. Let's just put it that way. Um, but what are you? Oh, go ahead. What's your sign? Sun sign. Oh, I'm Aquarius. Aquarius. I love Aquarius. That's my um, rising. Oh man, I I love all the air. Big up to the air signs: Libra, Gemini, Scorpios. There's only a handful I don't fool with, but <laughs> <laughs> like Virgo men, absolutely not. Uh, the Ooh, I just went on a date with a Virgo man. <laughs> well, you know what? I wish you the best. we're not an air sign. You might be in a different place, in a different mm-hmm. position, <laughs> you know, than than I was. So I'm wishing you all the best on that. But the manifestation part too. You were saying that you had created a vision board, you know, which is what I do at the beginning of every year. I was really blessed to have a mentor that kind of um, many, many years ago, more than 15, started me making a vision board um, on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's silly. Some people think it's not. I don't have those folks around me. If you can't like deal with the woo, uh, you know, I'm like, I can't have that energy around me. So some years I just do it alone sometimes I have people over so tell me about how you you know the vision. yeah what's your process you know it's a weird thing when I was a kid um, in high school I used to have to go to my mom's salon afterwards and they were watching this tape called The Secret and for some reason when I watched it it clicked it like resonated to my spirit and I didn't quite understand it but I was understanding it and I watched it over and over again and then um i think i just been practicing a little bit a little bit at a time because my mind wasn't thinking as big um on how to manifest and write down things and put pictures together all on the board um i looked at my old vision boards i thought i did a lot and i realized i didn't do much at all and it's like the more details the more um broad the view that you want on your living career um, partner relationships with anyone in your family um, anything in your life like how how do you envision your story to be you just pretty much map it out and you start to live it and you adjust as you go because you know you some stuff has to be aligned with you some stuff might take a little bit longer but you definitely will get it it's the most beautiful thing to actually go back look at your vision board and see like you're currently living those things or having it and uh, seeing the list checked off. It's kind of like a to-do list, but a to-do list from the uh, fantasy world that you can get anything you want and do. Yeah, I've been making it for so long and I look back and I'm like, oh my God. Sometimes it's like a little scary because it's very specific. I got it. Thing. And then I'm I I don't know I don't I don't want to be close with the energy but I got a little bit more um, like careful like for instance a mentor of mine told me like always put if you want money which hey we always want some money right mm-hmm. um, if you want money like put cash on there don't put like people were putting like credit cards and that's almost drawing debt so credit card mm-hmm. is 
credit cards are dead and cash is cash. So I kind of stopped putting like, you know, I would see like a credit card way, way back in the day and put a credit card on there or whatever. Um, so, you know, I've just been a little bit more mindful and thoughtful. I but... stopped putting money on mine. I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. You said you stopped. Yeah, I most so, more so mapped out um, the lifestyle that I want to live that has that kind of money. And then I did an abundant board of how I was going to use that money to um, make it work for me. And because the, the money's about giving and receiving. And I uh, mapped out an abundance board how that was going to work for me and affirmations to bring it to me more so than putting cash on there and all that. Because uh, you can limit your how much you can bring in. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with a lot of that. Of- I being a controlling person, and <laughs> Me too. I'm definitely a controlling person, you know, and uh, wanting things to be specific and, you know, all stylists, people who create get a little, you know, uptight like that. But um, a good friend of mine, a life coach was saying, you know, um, hi, Linda, uh, was saying, you know, you need to sometimes loosen your grip and I, it plays my mm-hmm. mind, feel my anxiety going up because I kind of want to overly control a situation I'll just be like oh Nick you know you gotta like loosen your grip because you could be getting something even better than what you think you you wanted sometimes it's even greater you know um and so I kind of agree with that and that's been inspiration for you know, I have been thinking like, okay, what is this year's board going to be? You know, and I think I'm going to go very loosey-goosey um, this time around with my board. Um, but let's talk about some of these manifestations. <laughs> You're a powerful wizard and everything. Um, some of the people that this fine young man has worked with, like you mentioned, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, um, Christina Aguilera, SZA, um, Janae Iko, Ari Lennox, Megan Thee Stallion, um, Chloe and Halle, um, Marcy Martin, and the list just goes on. Um, KJ Moody, of course, um, a very famous stylist. And I just want to know, you know, where does the the hype fall in? And just for what, you know, for those who don't know, the hype was at HBO, um, reality show for designers specifically for streetwear designers um and it was hosted and um judged by um i think her name is marnie sinafonte is that correct yes and Buffy, um and um offset. and offset that's correct and i forgot the the main host name if you could throw that out there i forgot his name i feel bad <laughs> oh um <laughs> I feel bad because I'm having a moment. Uh oh, yeah. You know what? Where should I get in front of it? I pulled. Oh my god. Oh. Oh look, because he was also lovely. Oh, Speedy. Speedy. Yeah, he's he's an amazing journalist. <laughs> oh, he's cool. Hey, that, you know what? And that's what I went to school for, actually, communications and basically journalism. But I wanted to be a fashion editor and. Let me tell you something. Nobody can go from Chicago to New York and work at Vogue for free and head to toe Chanel. That's just like, you know, a lot of those internships are really for a certain group of people, right? Mm-hmm. So I just really couldn't afford to do that. I was putting myself through school. And so, yeah, so um, that's what the high school 
mentioned on HBO Max if you want to see more about what happened. Um, yeah, the way I manifested was crazy. I yeah, did it. So tell me about that and like what, like what your life was kind of prior. You were already pretty busy before the show, right? I was, yeah, I was working and I wanted to start filming myself. And uh, before I started filming myself, this guy was like, let's get started. I was like, no, I have to do a vision board. And something told me to put HBO on there. Uh, I put HBO on Netflix on my vision board for my TV self. And a week later, after I made that board, HBO reached out, asked if I wanted to do that show. And I, and I heard it was a streetwear because I make couture fantasy stuff. Yes. And I was like, I don't really fit on here, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's um, it's on my vision board and it manifested right away. Like, not even that was that was like the quickest one that I could think of. Oh, wow. All my boards. Yeah, yeah. And you did it, even though you knew, and, and I and I love your approach. You were like, look, I'm more of a couturier. Like, it's, it's a little bit more street, but I'm going to do it anyway because you accepted it as, you know, part of your journey, right? Yeah. Yeah, part of my journey. I definitely feel like the two like are starting to merge together because of the recession and designers aren't given the budget of like how they used to and they have to think smart. So it's making them go to the streetwear. So it, it was like, like Marnie said on there, like I was ahead of something that's already happening. And um, I didn't see it at that time, but definitely see it now because if you look at Gucci, they have collaborations with Adidas. <laughs> they have uh, the brands are merging together because the recession is something is happening and changing, making people think like we have to co- come together now or use mixed together with streetwear because it's it's not selling like how it used to sell. So the economy is definitely taking that effect. Yeah. And I, I feel like I was right there and I. I, I was trying to prove that on the show, but they sent me home for being too good. And I'm okay with that because at first I thought I sucked and I immediately started working with Megan Thee Stallion right after that show or her thought shit video and many other stuff. But um, it's crazy to see like how I felt like I wasn't a good designer. And then after that show came out in my fashion show, how many jobs came in for me to make things because they thought it was on the level of Yee Saint Laurent. And I'm just like this small designer trying to make it major, but now I'm working like even more major people because I'm not small. My energy is big and I was doing just fine. I did not see that before. It was crazy. Yeah, no, you're legitimately like, listen, we are in, we're living in a time of influencers and people like we're at peak famous for nothing right and you actually do you hustled everything you do you have to make you have to but you have to hustle and people don't understand with the styling and personal shopping you have to schlep all that shit all around you gotta have a car you gotta return you gotta you gotta be okay without sleeping for three days (laughs) yeah it takes a lot of time yeah you know that stuff is just not for for the week you know and I understand making content every day like a lot of people say hey it's also not easy to be an influencer I don't think it is because I can't be on TikTok all day and making you know 40 pieces of content every day or some crazy amount they say in order for you to go viral or for you to catch on or whatever like I just like I just don't have the time and I just 
I don't, you know, I, I just met you, but I'm so proud of you because you like did the work and you, um, you weren't disappointed. You never threw in the tile. You're uh, in the towel. You were just like, look, this is my process. This is my path. And I'm going to stay on it and, t- and see where it goes. And it seems like you're just going to go as far as it takes you. And you still are so young, you know. Um, and so I'm a lot of shit, you know, in the works. And um, I'm excited to see what 2023 brings you. So um, Me too. I think it's going to be a really good year and a lot of surprises to come. Let's yeah. Yeah, you also seem like you're like you're fine with change. Um, that no job is too small. You know, it's like it's easy to kind of like I work with this person, that person. I'm, you know, that dude now. I'm super important, and <laughs> you know what I mean. So how do you stay so um, cool and approachable and like yo? Like I saw that you were making you know gloves for Normani. You know, some people were like, oh, it's just gloves. It's not just gloves. You know. Yeah. It, so much more than that um you know i think life can make you humble i feel like the more connected you are to your spirit like i didn't choose to do this it's just what i'm here to do i'm here to make people dreams come true so whatever ideas they dream of i can make it i can manifest it into reality so that's i i just all i'm here to um to do for people and i just chose the level of what i want to do on my vision board i put english celebrities because i um i deal with people like loving hip-hop i hate to say that but like people that um that couldn't appreciate good quality work mm-hmm. and a-list celebrities appreciate good quality work so if knowing my work is there I feel like that's my energy and I need to be in my energy. Yes. And that's how I got all these A-list celebrities. Yeah. Really who you are and it's, you know, the level of your work and you attract, you know, a lot of times what you are. If you're about it, just stick to it. Right. There's a person for that who does, you know, that other type of work or people who have like a t-shirt line and they're... Mm-hmm great at that it's more about like listening right to like that voice inside of you yes listening to that voice and i just like to make beautiful things and i'm grateful that the journey of me making beautiful things is taking me to the places that i travel to and seen um so grateful and i'm just flowing i i like i wish just you know there's times i want to be somewhere else but there's those moments i'm like well i'm exactly fine where i am right now too like, I think the journey is not over. It's far from over. Yeah, you, you're just getting started. Um, so, two questions for you. First, I want to hear, like, what you like about the business. And then I want to hear about, like, kind of what you don't like. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. like, love about it. I love the reactions of the, uh, the viewers, of people that are seeing what we put towards and worked so hard dying slaving to entertain people and seeing like they're actually entertained and um getting inspired that's my favorite part just to see people inspired by the uh, craftsmanship that went into taking something like all the people that went into just one project of video or commercial or 
uh, performance or anything in that world, that's the most thing that that gets my that really touches my heart is seeing people if they were down feel inspired and and it, it raised their vibrations. That's my favorite part of it. Yeah, yeah, you're really in the happiness business. I think we binge, we're so lazy, we binge stuff and we take the customer for granted, the sound guy, the editor, the, yeah. career, the, the set designer, like uh, we're just sitting there watching it and um, consuming. And so, so many people are consuming, but they're not creating. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, most of us are just consumers. We're not creating and that's the hard work. Um, I, I mean, what I hated about it was waiting to get paid. That was a part that sucked. Oh, oh, I like, hate that part too. Hey, tell me what you could do without. <laughs> I can do without that part. That's terrible. <laughs> it should be job due, you pay. <laughs> it's like right away. Right. Oh, but I gotta say, um, the egos that come with it because I think it comes with a, it comes with hierarchy. And there's this book called 40 Laws of Power, which a lot of people unconsciously follow that that book or they already know about it and they follow that. And it's um it's a it's a separation on on hierarchy. No matter how low or how big, I feel like some people sh- everyone should be treated the same. And it's very rare to find people that actually think like that in this industry there's there are some that exist and i put that on my vision board which is why i work with them but there are some that have to work with that don't that's they don't think like that at all and they treat you like the dirt of the dirt like you're the slave and it's that slave mentality that's been going around forever and it's hard for people to break it so that's the part i don't like Tell me the book again, just because I'm always reading all of the woo-woo things and I see that you quote like Eckhart Tolle and, you know, just all the best woo-woo hits, you know. But what's the name of the book? 48 Laws of Power. Oh, 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, that was a... uh, That one, that was tough. My overthinking ass. I was like, um, I don't know if I can participate in this. (laughs) Like, this book, a book was really, really deep. Um, and then, like, I mean, what's next? Tell me the vision. Like, is there someone that you would be so excited to get that call? Like, yo, I get to work with her or him or they, them, or what have you. Anyone that, like, if that phone rang, you're like, wow. Because you've already kind of worked with some heavy hitters. Um, top of my head, I would think of Angelina Jolie for some reason. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think she's very iconic. And I would like I would like to have her in my on my books as just as being as iconic she is. She and I love every project she does. Yes. And then um what's just next for the brand in general? You sound busy, like you hiring, you need a <laughs> you mentoring, you need uh employees, like what's going on overall for what's the future for Jaleson? Um, the future is eventually getting a store. I would like to, I'm working on getting everything ready for a store. That was what I would love. I was just in the mall today and I was just like, wow, how amazing would it be to see Julie's son sitting right here and have it like the way my aesthetic is in this mall. Like that's, that's what, that's what I see for Julie's son and building the team for that to get that going 
do you feel like because of the quality and the level of your work that you would have to you know how like most of the money for like Gucci and Louis comes from perfume and you know bags and um, leather goods or like belts you know everyone's going to get a belt everyone's going to get sneakers do you you feel like you have to have like kind of like a product for the masses that kind of keeps the lights on kind of vibe like are you thinking in that way or are you thinking like definitely that way say say that again definitely the way you just said it yes okay Mm -hmm. okay because you're or you know some people are like no i make amazing things this dress is x amount of dollars and that's that they're not kind of flexible in that vision and that's what i mean about the business of fashion is like perfume is keeping valentino's lights on you know what i mean yeah yeah i definitely want to create products that show what i do to the celebrities is bringing out their best side um the pieces i make makes them shine even more and shows their personality um to their highest potential and i want to like to bring easy pieces that i can make that does the same that so everyone can feel that same kind of love and get those same kind of compliments when they walk out to the streets. Got that's it. that's the goal. I I have no doubt that you're gonna make that goal like happen. Even though like retail can kind of it can be kind of funny as a retail veteran. It could be up, it could be down, and everything in between. But I will say this: <laughs> whether you agree or not, the wealthy stay wealthy and they get wealthier and that's your client I was reading some book on retail um, anthology and it was like if someone has let's say 30 40 bucks in their pocket and they're torn between spending it on your item and keeping it they're probably going to keep it but most people who are spending like 300 on a t-shirt or 3,000 on a pair of pants they got it like that right you're already building the proper client and audience in that way so I think you can be just fine (laughs) you know um and then would you do a live for women would you also include men like are you working with any men I I was in the beginning it's a less men now for some reason I'm just flowing with it (laughs) I know how to do men stuff um for some reason I'm not known for that so I'm just I'm just going with whatever people see and what they're requesting just kind of like I have no control it's one of those things where I I know what I want I know what I can do and I'm just flowing with the the wave of the universe I hear you I hear you well you heard that he knows how to you know tailor and create for men you know but he knows how to do it all but he's flowing towards the women so that's good news for us um, and the last thing I will say, other than I'm just so glad and grateful that you took a lot of your precious time that you could be using beading or whatever to talk to Nicole and you have to wear something. Um, you inspire a lot, especially, you know, as uh, a person of color, as a black man, as a black creative, what would you tell someone um, who's kind of going through those bumps right now, trying to style, trying to become a fashion designer, any advice for the youngins? Um, I would say either you're going to work for yourself or someone else is still going to suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the rewards from working for yourself feels way, way greater because you get to see, um, you get to live in your, your accomplishments. 
I love that. They say if you want a job, you can work 40 hours. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you'll probably work like 60 to 80 hours per week. <laughs> so, right. You got more okay. hats to fill, but yep. the rewards is amazing. But if you're smart, you can also bring in people that believe in your dream and make it work for you in some kind of way. There's a million ways to make it work. It depends on what connects with your vibe and your spirit. But definitely like... I just pray that people really start following their dreams more and take that risk and get rid of those those fears and um and make amazing cool products that people never thought of just because they they felt it and know they would love it and realize that people also feel the same thing we're not that disconnected and thank you for bringing that you that unique newness to this world that we never knew that we needed it's simple Yes, yes. We all have like that little thing, that little gift living inside of us that only we have. No two people are alike. And, yeah. you know, um, one of my favorite people that I follow, Arlen Hamilton, said, you know, be yourself so your people can find you. And it just makes perfect sense. Like, I think people worry about judgment or fitting in and all of that. Even as adults, we care so much about what people think. And if we just kind of listen, then none of that shit matters. So I really do appreciate your time and advice. And I can't wait to um, see what you do next. Anything we should look out for? I know like videos, maybe a movie you're working on, a show. I know you worked on The Watchmen. Oh, uh, yeah. I just did. Um, I made this. Um, I just did my first big feature film called The Bike Riders with Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, and a couple of amazing people. So that's a big film that's coming out that I'm excited for. I was actually able to make the looks that they're wearing from scratch. And wow. it's a beautiful period piece. And I think it's gonna be a um, pretty, it's gonna be iconic in the fashion world. And I think it's gonna be a big movement. And then some other projects I can't really talk about, but yeah. <laughs> there's I think of. I know. <laughs> Next year's like movies for me. A lot of big movie stuff that's releasing, which is different on a on a big on a big scale, big level. Oh, uh, well, you know, make that list for your Oscar win when they say your name. You know, have it in your pocket now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. I, I received that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you're so good at manifesting. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to be all up in your Instagram and your business, just hitting the like button. And I appreciate you, what you do as a person and your craft. Thank you so much. Same with you. I appreciate this so much. Okay. Thank you. And until next time, everyone, peace. Peace.